Hey, did you know that plastic is produced with oil? A fossil fuel that pollutes the environment. Wouldn't it just be awesome if we could live our lives without plastic? Well, there's a company that wants to help you do just that. Life Without Plastic. They sell products that will reduce or eliminate your dependence on plastic. They have a large selection of products like toothbrushes, food storage containers, drinking straws. And the best part is that they're also very reasonably priced. So what are you waiting for? Check out all these great plastic-free products and help save the planet. Just click on the link in the show notes to find out more and to start your journey to being plastic-free. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Nature Wanderer podcast. Today, I would like to talk a little bit about Indigenous Peoples Day. Hopefully, you're celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. The first peoples, the ones who were here long before the Europeans came to this country, they were one with nature. They cared for nature. They had to. They lived in nature. They depended on nature. They got all their food, their clothing, their tools. Everything they needed came from what was around them, nature. So they learned to respect nature. Unlike the Europeans who came here much later who felt that nature was to be conquered. Land was for sale. Land was owned. Native Americans, they didn't own it. They used it. So they respected nature. And and what I'd like to do today to celebrate Indigenous Peoples Day is to tell you some stories about nature, the way that the Native Americans would have told them. You see, these stories are Native American stories. They always like to have stories about how things came to be. So in nature, if you're curious, why is that coyote got yellow eyes? Why, where'd this bat come from? Where'd this animal come from? Why is that animal doing that? Well, they would tell stories about how these things happened, how these animals came to be. Maybe it's the trees, and I think I'll start out with one about the trees. You see, a long time ago, when the plants and the animals were first made, They were told to watch and stay awake for seven nights. All of the animals and plants wished to do this. They knew if they did not sleep, they would be given some special sort of power. The first night passed and all the animals and plants stayed awake. It did not seem hard to them. And some of the animals and plants even began to boast about how easy it was. When the second night came, It no longer seemed so easy for all of them, and some found it very hard not to fall asleep. When the next night came, some of them could stay awake no longer, and by the fourth night, nearly all of them slept. When the seventh night ended, only a few had stayed awake. Among the animals, only the panther and the owl had not slept, so they were given the power to see in the dark. From then on, the panther and the owl would be able to prey on those animals which had failed to remain awake 
and watchful, and now must sleep each night. Among the plants, only the pine, the spruce, the hemlock, the cedar, and laurel, and the holly had remained awake and watchful. Because they were faithful, they were given the power to remain green all year round, and their leaves would hold great medicine. But all of the other plants would have to lose their leaves each winter because they did not endure the test. Not only that, but they would also have to fall asleep until the warmth of spring came again. So it is that to this day, when young men go out to fast on a hill and pray for their medicine, they remind themselves they must stay awake like the cedar and the spruce and the pine. They must look into the dark with the vigilant eyes of the panther and the owl. For great medicine never comes to those who are not watchful. That is why some trees are always green. That's actually a Cherokee from the Southwest story. And that story can be found in a book that I really enjoy reading. It's called Keepers of Life by Michael J. Caduto and Joseph Bruchak. So if you ever get a chance, check out that book. Now the next story I want to read to you is one from the Eastern Woodlands. This is how the bat came to be. Long ago, as the sun began to rise one morning, he came too close to earth and became tangled in the top branches of a tall tree. The harder sun tried to escape, the more he became caught. So the dawn did not come. At first, the birds and animals did not notice. Some woke. They went back to sleep, thinking that they had been mistaken, and it was not yet time for morning. Other animals, which loved the night, like the panther and the owl, were happy that it remained dark and continued to hunt. But after a while, so much time had passed that all the birds and animals knew something was wrong. They gathered together in the dark to hold a council. Sun has become lost, the eagle said. We must search for him, said the bear. So all the birds and animals began to look for sun. They looked in caves and in the deep forest and on the mountains and in the swampy lands. But sun was not there. None of the birds or animals were able to find sun. Then one of the animals, a small brown squirrel, had an idea. Perhaps sun is caught in a tall tree, he said. Then the small brown squirrel began to go from tree to tree, going further and further towards the east. At last, in the top of a very tall tree, he saw a glow of light. He climbed up and saw that it was sun. Sun's light was pale, and he looked weak. Help me, little brother, Sun said. The small brown squirrel came close and began to chew at the branches in which Sun was caught. The closer he came to Sun, the hotter it became. The more branches he chewed free, the brighter Sun's light grew. I must stop now, said the small brown squirrel. My fur is burning. It is all turning black. Help me, said the Sun. Do not stop now. The small squirrel continued to work, 
but the heat of the sun was very great now, and it was even brighter. My tail is burning away, said the small squirrel. I can do no more. Help me, said the sun. Soon I will be free. So the small brown squirrel continued to chew, but the light of the sun was very bright now. I am growing blind, said the small squirrel. I must stop. Just a little more, said the sun. I am almost free. Finally, the squirrel chewed free the last of the branches. As soon as he did so, sun broke free and rose up into the sky. Dawn spread across the land and it was day again. All over the world, the birds and animals were happy. But the small squirrel was not happy. He was blinded by the brightness of the sun. His long tail had been burned away, and what fur he had left was now all black. His skin had stretched from the heat, and he clung there to the top branches of that tree, which had held the sun unable to move. Up in the sky, sun looked down and saw the small squirrel. It had suffered so much to save him. Sun felt great pity, and he spoke. Little brother, Sun said, you have helped me. Now I will give you something. Is there anything that you have always wanted? I, I have always wanted to fly, said the small squirrel. But I am blind now, and my tail has been burned away. Sun smiled. Little brother, he said, from now on, you will be an even better flyer than the birds. Because you came so close to me, my light will always be too bright for you. But you will see in the dark, and you will hear everything around you as you fly. From this time on, you will sleep when I rise into the sky. And when I say goodbye to the world each evening, you will wake. Then the small animal, which had been a squirrel, dropped from the branch, spread its leathery wings, and began to fly. He no longer missed his tail and his brown fur, and he knew that when the night came again, it would be his time. He could not look at the sun, but he held the joy of the sun in his heart. And so it was long ago that sun showed his thanks to the small brown squirrel, who was a squirrel no longer, but the first of the bats. Now another animal that the Native Americans have a story for, and I'm not sure what Native American group had this story, but this is how the chipmunk got its stripes. Long ago when animals could talk, a bear was walking along. Now, it has always been said that bears think very highly of themselves, since they are big and strong. They are certain that they are the most important of all the animals. As this bear went along, turning over big logs with his paws to look for food to eat, he felt very sure of himself. There is nothing I cannot do, said the bear. Is that so? said a small voice. Bear looked down. There was a little chipmunk looking up at Bear from its hole in the ground. 
Yes, Bear said. That is true indeed. He reached one huge paw and rolled over a big log. Look at how easily I can do this. I am the strongest of all the animals. I can do anything. All the other animals fear me. <laughs> can, can you stop the sun from rising in the morning? Said the chipmunk. Bear thought for a moment. I have never tried that, he said. Yes, I am sure I could stop the sun from rising. <laughs> Are you sure? Said Chipmunk. I am sure, said Bear. Tomorrow morning the sun will not rise. I, Bear, have said so. Bear sat down, facing the east, to wait. Behind him, the sun set for the night, and still he sat there. The chipmunk went into its hole and curled up in its snug little nest, chuckling about how foolish Bear was. Bear sat all through the night. Finally, the first birds started their songs, and the east glowed with the light which comes before the sun. The sun will not rise today, said the bear. He stared hard at the glowing light. The sun will not rise today. However, the sun rose, just as it always had. Bear was very upset, but Chipmunk was delighted. He laughed and laughed. <laughs> the sun is stronger than Bear, said the Chipmunk, twittering with laughter. Chipmunk was so amused that he came out of his hole and began running around in circles, singing this song. The sun came up, the sun came up, Bear is angry, but the sun came up. Old Bear sat there looking very unhappy. Chipmunk ran around and around, singing and laughing, until he was so weak that he rolled over on his back. Then. Quicker than the leap of a fish from a stream, Bear shot out one big paw and pinned him to the ground. Perhaps I cannot stop the sun from rising, said the bear. But you will never see another sunrise. Oh, bear, said Chipmunk. Oh, 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 you are the strongest. You are the quickest. You are the best of all the animals. I was only joking. But Bear did not move his paw. Oh, Bear, Chipmunk said. You are right to kill me. I deserve to die. Just please, please let me say one last prayer to the Creator before you eat me. Say your prayer quickly, said the Bear. Your time to walk the sky road has come. Oh, Bear, said Chipmunk. I would like to die, but you are pressing down on me so hard I cannot breathe. I can hardly squeak. I do not have enough breath to say a prayer. If you would just lift your paw a little, just a little bit, then I could breathe and I could say my last prayer to the maker of all, to the one who made great, wise, powerful bear and the foolish, weak little chipmunk. Bear lifted up his paw. He lifted it just a little bit. That little bit, though, was enough. Chipmunk squirmed free and ran for his hole as quickly as the blink of an eye. 
bear swung his paw at the little chipmunk as it darted away. He was not quick enough to catch him. But the very tips of his long claws scraped along Chipmunk's back, leaving three pale scars. To this day, all Chipmunks wear those scars as a reminder to them of what happens when one animal makes fun of another. That's a good story to kind of teach a lesson, not just to the animals, but to other people, to other humans. It's always good not to make fun of others because you never know what will happen to you. Maybe you'll end up with stripes if you do. Now the next story I'd like to read is one from the Papagos of the Southwest. And this is how the butterflies came to be. Long ago, not long after Earthmaker shaped the world out of dirt and sweat he scraped from his skin, a toy our elder brother was walking about. It was just after the time of year when the rains come. There were flowers blooming all around him as he walked. The leaves of the trees were green and bright. He came to a village and there he saw the children playing. It made his heart good to see the children happy and playing. Then he became sad. He thought of how those children would grow old and weaken and die. That was the way it was made to be. The red and yellow and white and blue of the flowers would fade. The leaves would fall from the trees. The days would grow short and the nights would be cold. A wind brushed past Elder Brother, making some fallen yellow leaves dance in the sunlight. Then an idea came to him. I will make something, Elder Brother said. It will make the hearts of the children dance and it will make my own heart glad again. Then Elder Brother took a bag and placed in it the bright colored flowers and the fallen leaves. He placed many things in that bag. He placed yellow pollen and white cornmeal and green pine needles all in that bag and caught some of the shining gold of the sunlight and placed it in there as well. There were birds singing around him and took some of their songs and put them into that bag too. Come here, Elder Brother called to the children. Come here, I have something here for you. The children came to him and he handed them his bag. Open this, he said. The children opened Elder Brother's bag and out of it flew the first butterflies. Their wings were bright as sunlight and held all the colors of the flowers and the leaves the cornmeal, the pollen, and the green pine needles. They were red and gold and black and yellow, blue and green and white. They looked like flowers dancing in the wind. They flew about the heads of the children and the children laughed. As those first butterflies flew, they sang and the children listened. But as the children listened to the singing butterflies, the songbirds came to Elder Brother. Elder Brother, the songbirds said, those songs were given to us. It is fine that you have given these new creatures all the brightest colors, but it's not right that they should also have our songs. Ah, Elder Brother said, you speak truly. The songs belong to you and not to the butterflies. 
So it is to this day, though they dance as they fly, the butterflies are silent. But still, when the children see them brightly dancing in the wind, their hearts are glad. That is how Elder Brother meant it to be. So that's a beautiful story of how butterflies came to be. And they used to sing beautiful songs, but the birds weren't happy and, well, Elder Brother wanted everybody to be happy, so he took those songs back and said, okay, birds, they're yours alone. So I guess we should be thankful because we'd be confused about who's all that singing from out there? Is that the birds or the butterflies? Now this next story is from the Cherokee of the Southeast. And this is why a possum has a naked tail. If you've ever seen an opossum, they have no fur on their ears or their tail. They weren't really made for the northern climates, yet they still have made their way further and further north. You can actually find them up in Canada now. They're quite common in my area, the northeastern U.S., but they always have that naked tail and the naked ears. Well, that wasn't always so. You see, a long time ago, they did have fur. And here's the story of what happened. In the old days, possum had the most beautiful tail of all the animals. It was covered with long, silky hair, and possum liked nothing better than to wave it around when the animal people met together in council. He would hold up his tail and show it to the animal people. You see my tail, he would say. Is it not the most beautiful tail you have ever seen? Surely, it is finer than any other animal's. He was so proud of his tail that the other animals became tired of hearing him brag about it. Finally, Rabbit decided to do something about it. Rabbit was the messenger for the animals, and he was the one who always told them when there was to be a council meeting. He went to Possum's house. My friend, Rabbit said, there is going to be a great meeting. Our chief bear wants you to sit next to him in council. He wants you to be the first one to speak because you have such a beautiful tail. Possum was flattered. It is true, he said. One who has such a beautiful and perfect tail as I have should be the first one to speak in council. He held up his tail, combing it with his long fingers. Is not my tail the most wonderful thing you have ever seen? Rabbit looked close at Possum's tail. My friend, Rabbit said, it seems to me as if your tail is just a little dirty. I think that it would look even better if you would allow me to clean it. I have some special medicine that will make your tail look just the way it should look. Possum looked close at his tail. It did not seem as if it was a little bit dirty. Yes, Possum said. That is a good idea. I want all the animals to admire my tail when I speak in council. Then Rabbit mixed up his medicine. It was very strong, so strong that it loosened all of the hair on Possum's tail. But as he put the medicine on Possum's tail, he wrapped the tail in the skin which had been shed by a snake. This snake skin will make sure the medicine works well, Rabbit said. Do not take it off until you speak to council tomorrow. Then the people will all see your tail 
just as it should be seen. Possum did as Rabbit said. He kept the snakeskin wrapped tightly around his tail all through the night. The next day, when the animals met for council, Possum sat next to Chief Bear. As soon as the meeting began, he stood up to speak. As he spoke, he walked back and forth, swinging his tail, which was wrapped in the snakeskin. He smiled as he thought of how good his tail would look because of the medicine Rabbit had put on it. All of the animals were watching him very closely, looking at his tail. Possum grinned at the thought of how beautiful his tail would look. The time was right. My friends, Possum said, holding up his tail and beginning to unwrap the snakeskin. I have been chosen to start this council because of my tail. It is the finest of all the tails. Look at my beautiful tail. Possum pulled off the snakeskin wrapping, and as he did so, all the hair fell off his tail. His tail was naked and ugly, and when Possum saw it, the grin froze on his face. All of the animals were looking at him. Possum was so ashamed that he fell down to the ground and pretended to be dead. He did not move until long after all the other animals had gone. To this day, Possum still has that foolish grin on his face. And whenever he feels threatened, he pretends that he is dead. And because he was so vain, Possum has the ugliest tail of all the animals. So not only are these stories talking about how the animals get things, like a possum has the naked tail, but they're also putting out a story about, hey, maybe this is how you should act. A little less conceited. Yeah, they always like to tell stories that also sent a message to those who were listening. Not just, hey, this is why the possum doesn't have a tail, but more of, hey, this is how you should act, too. Now, my final story that I want to share with you is one from the Hopi Indians who are from the Southwest. And this is Why Coyote Has Yellow Eyes. This is one of my favorite stories. Coyote Woman lived near Skeleton Man. Skeleton Man lived near Coyote Woman. That is how it was. One day, as Coyote Woman was walking around looking for food, she passed by Skeleton Man's place. Skeleton Man was sitting and doing something very strange. Coyote Woman stopped to watch him. What Skeleton Man was doing was this. He would sing a certain song. Then his eyes would fly right out of his head. They would fly towards the south until they were out of sight. Then, as Coyote Woman watched, Skeleton Man's eyes came flying back and went right back into his head again. Ah, Skeleton Man said, I have seen so many things. Coyote Woman walked up to him. I like that song you were singing, she said. hip Skeleton Man said. Yes, it is a good song. When I sing it, I see things I have not seen before. I saw a canyon, and it was filled with game animals. 
deer and rabbits were there and all kinds of other animals. Coyote Woman thought about all those game animals. Will you teach me that song? Can you teach me how to sing it? Coyote Woman said. It is easy, Skeleton Man said. Just face to the south and sing like this. Then he sang again. As he sang, his eyes flew towards the south. He sat there and waited, and before too long, his eyes came back again. That is easy, Coyote Woman said. I can do that too. Just be sure to face to the south and do not move, Skeleton Man said. Then he disappeared. I will see that canyon, Coyote Woman said. She sat down and faced south, and she sang very hard. Her eyes came out of her head and flew towards the south. Coyote Woman said, I can see the game animals. This canyon is a good place. She got so excited that she began to move around. Soon, she was facing towards the north. Now, Cody Woman said, it is time for my eyes to come back. Come back to me, eyes. But her eyes did not come back. She called them again, but nothing happened. She called four times, and now she could no longer see anything. Izohi, she said. What am I going to do? I can no longer see anything. Where are my eyes? I called them back to me. Then Coyote Woman had an idea. She didn't realize that she was no longer facing south and that her eyes could not return to her because she was facing the wrong way. I know what has happened, she said. My eyes came back to me, but they missed my head. They are on the ground here near me. I have to look for them. Coyote Woman began to feel around for her lost eyes. She looked and looked and finally found something just the shape of one of her eyes on the end of a stalk. Here is one of them, she said. Then she found another round thing which felt like an eye on the other end of another stalk. Here is the other one, she said. She lifted them up and popped them into her eye sockets. Now she could see, but everything looked yellow. Hi, she said. My eyes are not working so well. They were outside of my head too long. I had better go find my children. Then Coyote Woman trotted home, but as soon as her children saw her, they were afraid. Her eyes were big and yellow, and they frightened them. They ran in all directions to get away from her. Coyote Woman chased her children. Come back! she called, but they continued to run away. Coyote Woman had put two big gourds in her head for eyes, and now her eyes were big and yellow and frightening. So it has been ever since then that all coyotes have yellow eyes, and coyotes live scattered all over the place. And here is where the story has an end. And here is where our podcast comes to an end as well. 
I'd like to thank you for joining me, and I hope you enjoy celebrating Indigenous Peoples Day. Do it remembering how to take care of Mother Earth and how all the things around us have a purpose, including the stories. If you enjoyed the podcast, please invite some friends along next time and be sure to rate and review. Go to the show notes for some links to my Patreon page, or if you'd like to make a donation to the podcast, you can also go to the Ko-Fi page. Those are in the show notes as well. Great merchandise out there now, too, at my store. Yeah, I've got a lot of t-shirts, sweatshirts, great for the cold weather that's moving in. So visit my store. It's linked from my website, and it's also in the show notes. You can find the website at naturewander.org. My Instagram page is the naturewander with, with underscores in between each word. The stories I read can be found in Keepers of the Animals and also Keepers of Life and Keepers of the Night. And the chipmunk story is one that I did find online. Have a great week and above all, Keep exploring the nature around you. Hello, nature lovers. Do you love to read books like I do? I've always enjoyed reading books ever since I was a kid, especially books about nature. Unfortunately, as I get older, I find myself with less and less time to sit down with a good book. I've solved that problem with Audible. Audible allows you to listen to your favorite titles while you are driving at the gym, taking a walk, wherever you are. With all the latest titles, you'll have quite a selection to choose from. And they have podcasts, too. Start listening today with a free 30-day trial. To get your free 30-day trial, go to the show notes and click on the link. Happy listening.